Hello and welcome to the Navigating Fatherhood and Business Podcast, where the worlds of finance, entrepreneurship, and family life combine. I'm Gareth Shears, one of your navigators through the seas of financial planning and wealth building. Hello, and I'm Shane Highland, here to share insights from the front lines of finance and the journey of entrepreneurship, all from the perspective of a dad trying to make it all work. Together, we're the founders of Sanctuary Financial Planning, and we're on a mission to demystify finance and business for dads everywhere. In each episode, we'll tackle the big questions around money, business life, and the pursuit of happiness, pulling from our experiences our best-selling book influences, and stories of those who walked the path before us. So, if you're juggling business and bedtime stories, looking to grow your business while keeping your family at the heart of everything, you found your truck. Half term is over. It is indeed. Busy one again. It always bloody is bloody bloody. It always is, isn't it? It's um, it's that time of the seven week cycle where it is just carnage, and it's e. It's not easier. It's harder during the the winter terms because you know everyone wants to go to the same indoor events, um, because it's absolutely horrendous outside with weather, and everyone tries to plan, but. We're probably the same as a lot of other people. You leave it to the last minute and you go, I'm going to try and book in here. And you, you, you know, you're lucky to get a space into whatever it may be. Uh, and it's just carnage indoors because everyone is just sick of the weather. Well, yes, yeah, that's the problem. The weather just is not great, isn't it? But the, 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 the outside, the, the half term, you know, that's near the end of the, the school year and stuff is absolutely fine because sun is usually beating down. You can do You can go outside, you can go yeah. for a walk and yeah. it's a totally different um, environment. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference because, you know, like, because you, know, you do spend the week trying to balance working, keeping the kids happy and, and doing it kind of all. And like, you know, it, it, it's hard and the weather just doesn't help that. But like I say, you, it, you've got to do a bit of planning ahead. You know, we had to do a bit of plan ahead with our schedules, me and my wife. And, you know, same with you. It's, it's difficult as well when you, when you are a business owner and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if there's a guilt in there, but, you have to take a period of time off, be it a day, two days, the week, whatever. But you know there's work to be done. And you you can try and get some of that work done the week or two beforehand. And you can pass some of that work forward for the week or two afterwards. But you are taking time out of the business. And I know, you know, everyone talks about work-life balance and all that. It's bloody hard at times. And you are conscious that if you're out all day... um at a soft play or a museum or whatever it may be, you're, do, you're doing a golf, indoor golf, whatever. Usually you have to pick up some of that slack that evening or first thing in the morning. So you're almost hybrid working of, of doing 16, 17 hour days where you're absolutely knackered after, um, after a half term day because you're doing a half, uh, you're doing a full day's work sometimes in half a day while also including a full day of, of having fun with child or children. And and that's it. I mean, I, I guess I was kind of a little bit lucky in the fact that we could kind of spread the childcare around last week. But it was definitely an element where you know we kind of we had to juggle it a little bit. But I think the big thing for business owners is don't beat yourself up at half term. Yeah, I mean, the the, the juggling thing is the big you know, thing the, there. The, the, the juggling thing. 
sometimes the juggling falls. You know, the whatever yeah, you're juggling just, just, just don't beat yourself up because yeah. you're only human. You can only do what you can kind of do. Yeah. You know, clients will appreciate that if you're in a service-based industry. And you know, we can't just shut the doors when kind of half-term comes about. You know, I don't think that many business owners, probably in a very small percentage, have the ability to have a business whereby they can just shut the doors and they'll just run with kind of out them. And, you know, we, we've got a lot of systems, procedures, processes in place to make life easier, but it still requires us a little bit at the helm as well. You know, it is, I'm guilty of it. I, I know last week of booking things last minute and that's from the, the, the family personal side of it. And it just kind of makes you think how many business owners out there don't plan ahead if they're not planning ahead for next week when it's half term how how are they planning ahead or taking time out to plan ahead for something that may happen in a decade or decade and a half or something because it's not on their agenda and that's not having a go it's just the all-consuming business owner and parenting lifestyle sometimes doesn't allow you to kind of see that far ahead. A lot of people go, look, let me just get through this day or this week. And that's, we're all guilty of it at some stage. It's not a, there's, there's nobody out there, I think, that is absolutely perfect, but we all need to understand that that is real. Um, It is a problem, but it is a solvable problem. And, that, and, and I'm talking it through from, from, the, from the financial point of view of, getting things set up and potentially automated so that you don't have to worry about them. You can just, you know, review your progression on a regular basis rather than head in sand and worrying about it because you don't have time and then then it becomes too late. Yeah, 100%. And I think as business owners, we're really good at focusing what we're doing in our businesses here and now. And it is really easy to say, Oh, I, I know I, I don't think I've come across a business owner yet who doesn't know they need to be doing financial planning. They all seem to know it, but it's like, it's just not quite important enough. And it gets skipped on to next week, next month, next year, before you know it, you're five, 10 years down the line and you've done nothing. And it's sometimes just what we try and say to our clients is, prevent overwhelm let's just take baby steps let's just get these little things set up get these habits in place around kind of saving for retirement or making sure you're adequately protected but it all comes back to if you don't have a financial plan in place how do you know what you're actually planning for it's it's a, it's, it's a valid point isn't it because the vast majority have goals set with their their team or their staff the end of the year, whatever time that be, the financial year, the uh, the calendar year. They all know the price of every widget, how much uh, time scale into getting it from from raw materials to produced, uh, cost of the same um, thing. But when it comes to the personal side of it, it's almost left so that it doesn't get done. And as you say, it gets pushed back and pushed back and pushed back so that the time scale for ensuring whatever lifestyle goal short term long term is getting shorter and shorter while at the same time the the business side mm. is flourishing yeah and i just think there's some important things and we've kind of listened to me and, we, and this is what we're kind of going through is the you know we're, we're talking now about the importance of actually having a financial plan as a business owner and making sure that, you know, you're kind of on track for what you need to. But then the next part of that is we've got to be setting financial goals, both short and long term, 
not just for the business, but for the family as well. Yeah, I, I think I think the business owner um, is very good at that, at setting the the business goals, the targets, the stretch targets, mm-hmm. the the profits. KPIs. Yeah, um, but yeah, may, maybe that's the requirement of of to to take that structure and bring it to a home environment of, and it might be something silly of. I say, st- sticking money aside on a monthly basis so that there is an adequate uh, lump sum there for Christmas, f- for going away to um, centre parks to see Santa or um, taking kids to London f- uh, for a new year for the the uh, fireworks or, or something longer term, such as, you know, maybe New York or, or having um, a longer period of time of holidays in a summer. or mm. So the, the, there can be goals that can be achieved short term along with the longer term ones both having the same habits or behaviours of um, you know correctly putting money aside into certain pots to allow that goal or objective to be achieved both short, medium and long term um, that will be done on an automated basis and it just becomes yeah. a habit. Yeah and you just it, the big thing with that is it becomes a habit it becomes consistent and then it's a lot easier to increase the you know investments you put into things, the way you do it, and actually get the financial plan working properly. Because if if you don't start and you leave at the last minute, the actual ability to hit your goals is going to involve you having to put a hell of a lot more money in, and then you're more likely to kind of avoid it, thinking I can't afford to put three grand a month into a pension. Here, here's, here's an idea. Um, just came to me now. There's like a light bulb moment. You know how any anyone that's working as a business owner, the protect potentially getting an invoice um, and all of a sudden an invoice gets gets sent in. I know there'll be some that'll wait the 60 or 90 days to pay it, but you got to pay your invoice. Maybe business owners need to start invoicing themselves. Mm. Um, I know it sounds ludicrous to create a, a behaviour. So you invoice yourself for X amount of money for ski trip and you you basically transfer that money that day you get the invoice. I know it sounds absolutely ludicrous, but it's it's just seeing a tangible bill there and that bill is basically to pay into your ski account yeah exactly and I I think that's a great way of putting it really I mean you need to actually plan your kind of your financial planning or in the same way that you're invoicing a client really make make sure it becomes a habit and part of the kind of business while you're kind of doing and that kind of moves on to the fact that having all these kind of financial plans in place and starting to invest and saving for the future and all that that's all well and good but if it's got no foundation to it of, as we kind of put it, make sure you've got insurances in place and a emergency fund in place, the whole plan just falls over. Because if you walk out of here today, Shane, get knocked over by a bus or a lorry on the roads outside hours, who's going who's gonna to do your job? Yeah. I mean, and the vast majority don't. No. Because like, it, it never, ha- the, the, the big thing that, I can't get my head around is <clears throat> the the negative things never happen to somebody. So you, you you can say what happens if you were to get a cancer, stroke, leukemia. Hmm. It doesn't happen in the family. No. But then when there's a positive point of going, um, what are you doing? The lottery? Why? Well, it could be me. So everyone everyone thinks the positive thing can happen to them. They always take part in a raffle. Um, but they're always. Maybe it's a positive aspect as well. I'm going. The bad things will never happen to me. Well, they do. They do, and and like we've seen some of the statistics, and we'll we'll talk about that in an, in another episode. Some of the statistics around kind of claims for life insurance, income protection. Like income protection, statistically, is the most under 
purchased insurance in the UK, but the most claimed on insurance. Because with income protection, you know, it doesn't pair on death. It doesn't pay, it does kind of pair on critical illnesses and things like that. Um, But it pays an income out based on that. And, but it will pay out for things like mental health and other things which you might not be off work for a long time, but you still need to subsidize your income. And I think it's kind of underutilized, especially as business owners. Like, uh, as we're business owners, we're probably massively overinsured in what we do. You know, and like income protection, primary insurance, death and service benefit, relevant life within the company, um, shareholders protection, all those type of things, critical illness cover. You name it. I, I think. I think when I last looked, I think I pay about eight hundred pound a month in insurances at the moment, which is probably the same as some people's mortgages. But some people yeah. might think, or well, car loans, or car loans. Yeah, but for me, that's important because I run a business. I've got a young family, and and as a dad, I need to make sure that if anything happens to me, that I can provide for my family, and I, that for me is financial planning. I'm a big fan of the death income protection, family income benefit. I love that. Mm. Give, given given a monthly amount, yeah. not when the person isn't isn't able to work, when the person is dead, instead of a lump sum, because everyone has this concept. I think of it's a round number. I need two fifty, or I need five hundred thousand, or I need a million. You don't. You, you, there's a there's a logical process of working out costs when somebody's alive. They're taking out all of the other stuff that they have, and the amount of money that you that the family need to live on on a monthly basis to to ensure sustainability and and the family income benefit is a. It's it's a relatively cheap alternative to lump sums, but it's actually a lot more detailed mm. and relevant to each family because it pays yeah. a set amount per month. So when the person isn't there, yeah. given about, I think it's 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 a it's a chat for another um, yeah. series. All the different options available. Oh, yeah, there, to there's people. lots of different options, and it's probably making sure it's configured correctly for your individual circumstances. But the other benefits of some of these insurances, not all of them, but they are tax deductible as well. They can be paid by the company. And there's an element of tax benefit to it, which then kind of, I guess, comes on to like, we're talking about investing and pensions and as a business owner, I think that's hugely underutilized. You know, some people sit on huge amounts of profit in their business and lots of cash and, you know, their accounts might tell me you've got too much cash. Now, the more savvy accounts will be saying, look, you need to do something with yeah. this. I've just had a call today from a business owner who said exactly that. Him and his wife showing too many profits. You know, they need to be doing something. You know, pensions are very... I kind of say a simple strategy because paid by the company, they reduce your profits, therefore reduce your corporation tax bill, and you're extracting money from your company legitimately for the future. Yeah. yeah. Which can be used in the future. Yeah, you can't access it till you're probably 57, 58 currently, but you've got to have that plan in place because unless you have a business which is a proper saleable asset, and that's a whole different story about what's actually a saleable business and what's not. You can't turn around and say your pension, your business is your pension, because unless you have a succession plan in place for your business, like you, we do, you are the business. You are the business. Like you know, we we have a succession plan in place for our business for the long term. You know, we're talking fifteen, twenty years away yet, but we have a plan, and you know, potentially that can be used as our financial planning then, because we know what an exit looks like for us. But it's it's going back. You know, take it, take five steps backwards towards the exit. It's doing things now, setting up things, uh, as you say, risk management, but also the goals and all that. So that you you are around on times that you need to be around when the little ones are at their first ballet, at their first football, uh, at their ver- first um, um, event in the school, because you never get 
those times back and, and I know I, if my wife ever listens to this she'll say you're as guilty as anyone else because I missed certain things over over time because I, I didn't have things in place but you know hopefully we're corrected or are in the process of correcting yeah. them but we're all guilty of doing this because we all think that work is more important than being at some event and we'll be at the next one but the event is the event the event will never happen again and sometimes you have to take stock of of knowing your numbers for your 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 now and your future and the only bloody way you know that is to have a structure or a plan in place as you would for building a house but that's called a financial plan and if you know that then you have the ability to take extra time off um to 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 plan for that trip to london for new year's eve or whatever it may be but also there to be present when the events are on and little ones grow up very quickly as we've seen and unfortunately um we we can't and there's no point looking back and going i wish because the opportunity is gone so you know it's it's kind of a, a shout out to I suppose does not to go look it's not all about the money you got to be you got to be there you have to make the money but you know get a plan in place get a process in place get automation automation in place to be able to take an afternoon off or a morning or a long weekend to to be there for them because that's the whole concept of the financial plan what do you want to achieve yeah and i think that comes back to you you mentioned then process and automation i think as a business owner especially these days, there's so many ways you can systemize, automate, and get processes in place for the business that you can be present at these things and have a better work-life balance while the business still runs in the background. Because it's all well and good sometimes, I think, people saying, you know, I'm I'm going to my child's concert at Christmas, I'm going to this, I'm, I'm going to make be present these things, but are you really present? Because I've been there before when I've been on holiday when we didn't have systems and procedures in place where I'm on holiday yeah. and I'm at the mercy of my phone, phone my clients. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I actually don't shut off and I'm not present. Um, and, it, and that's getting better. We're, we're not the finished article by any stretch of the imagination, but I kind of, there's a difference being present and actually being really present in what you're doing and actually shutting off when you're there as a business owner and not being phone buzz in the pocket, that's another email, the anxiety of actually, should I be looking at, should I be replying to that? And that's a working process. But if you can systemize your business and get procedures in place and get a good staff around you, you should be able to ease some of that stuff. And actually, when you go to these concerts, you are there and you can actually turn your phone off and not worry about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the whole, you know, um, the whole thing will start with not about the numbers, about what what is needed and what do you want to achieve to be to be present at what and when and how and, and what does the future look like and as you say I know I didn't ever think of this but there's a, a friend of mine uh, back in Ireland he, he's got one kid now and he's gone down to um, what's the word I'm looking for condensed hours he takes six weeks off every summer with his boy nice. so he you know fine I think he said his m- money has reduced uh, proportionally um, so but he said I get the full six, six weeks off from I can suppose mid-July to uh, beginning of September and they go usually Spain France more like that he's big into cycling and they, they love that um, so that's been present so he, yeah. knows, he knows his number um, and the other whatever, 40-odd weeks in the year, he is busy. Um, but those six weeks switches off. There is nothing to do bar go and unwind fully. And he's been there ever present um, enjoying those trips with the boy and, and his wife. Now, I can't even imagine doing that at this stage. I said, w- we have a process that we're following, but 
I don't know if I could manage six weeks off, but I get it. It'd be <laughs> yeah, nice no, to get to that stage exactly for people. Yeah, and there's no reason why the, you know, the process we're going through at the moment, the growth we're going through, that we'll have the system procedure in place that if we want to go away for six weeks summer, we'll be able to do it. And there's no doubt about that. Whether, whether you actually do want to do it is another thing. But I think, I think any business really to an extent can get it systemized like this. And I think if you're, if you think you can't do it, you know, that might just be a personal thing rather than actually, can it be done? Do you really want to do it? And it's a little bit of ch- change in mindset, change in processes, procedures, but it, it can be done. But the business owner needs to systemize themselves. They need to, I suppose, start changing habits, behaviors, and, and before they start looking and drilling down numbers themselves, it's, Finding out what they want to do, you know, pl- putting the plan in place, yeah, and then and then working backwards to see what is achievable and th- thinking big. And if you want to be there every Friday because there's somebody when the kids are doing something, then see do, see is it achievable? Yeah, like, like like our biggest thing is it all starts with a financial plan. You know, when we do the initial meeting with the clients, is that without a financial plan in place or an actual roadmap to do it, we we can't really advise you on the future actually advise you on the best thing to do with your money so yeah you know for us everything starts with the financial plan and the rest should click into place i, th- I think it'll be good the next maybe next couple of um, episodes chat a bit more about the risk management thing and what they are and, and how they work but also probably the getting a bit more into the, the work-life balance and how, how do you actually start to decide on that and, and put, put that strategy in place to start achieving those and I don't know what a work-life balance uh, means for everybody because everyone will have their own idea but if somebody's doing 80 hours a day and they have um, sorry 80 hours a week and they have no um, presence there with the, the children and you know they're exhausted by the weekend maybe that's not the, the thing to do um, but everyone's going to be different but we can only give kind of our own perspective of maybe some of the, the guys we've we've worked with over the last 12 or 18 months or so but yeah, yeah. Some, some new things to chat about um, from, from next week onwards yeah exactly you know we got because you know, next week's going to be effectively balancing the books and bedtime stories joy. so that'll be an interesting one joy see you next week and just like that we're at the end of another episode of the Navigating Fatherhood and Business Podcast thanks for lending us your ears and more importantly your time we hope you're walking away with actionable advice a bit more knowledge and the comfort of knowing you're not alone in this journey of balancing business and family life. Remember to swing by our YouTube channel for even more content. And if our book influences isn't on your shelf yet, it's time to change that. For more details on everything we discussed today, be sure to follow us and leave a review. Your support means the world to us. Next week, we'll dive deeper into the strategies that make a difference. Share stories that inspire and, as always, support you in your quest for a balanced and fulfilling life. Until then, keep pushing, keep planning, and keep prioritizing what truly matters. Farewell from us. Here's your success in business and life. And it's goodbye until next time.